It is a Tuesday edition. Good to have you on board in this snowy little winterland here across a part of the region anyway on a Tuesday. Jack Michael Show, Brad Anderson, and Derek uh, chiming in uh, soon. It is. Uh, He's in the building. He I, is in the building. I talked to him. I, I, I looked over to Brad. Brad, for those, I wish we had the video. Maybe someday we'll have the video in here because yep. Brad and I both enjoy a, a good snack. You know, right? We got that. Yours looks. I, I went. I defaulted to pop tart. <laughs> defaulted to pop tart and coffee. Well, I have my yogurt. Yours was better today. You did. Did you do the chocolate milk today? Because you had the yogurt. I did not have. We're out of chocolate milk of the house. Oh, that's terrible. So that's bad news. We need to get know, the girl. You know, I should have. Last night I was at the grocery store mm-hmm. because we. Um, my daughter was over at grandma's house ah. having a little grandma having a little grandma time with Linda, and um, <laughs> I had to go pick her up. And she says, she brings me and goes, do you want some barbecue? No. I said, sure. So I got this Tupperware full of Sloppy Joe. So I called my wife and said, well, dinner's taken care of. Do you want me to go to the store and go get some buns? Because I need to go get a couple of other things at the store. Of course, because you got the Sloppy Joe. I said, yeah, we got to get some, we'll get some buns. Yes. He goes, go get some buns. The guy says, I'm going to go get a case of water and I want to get some other things. Right. And I forgot to get chocolate milk. Wow. That's okay. I, uh. I had a, so so I, I had a, I have yogurt like I do every day. It was, I, I looked over very very healthy. Looked very good. Yes, um, <laughs> which I'm finishing right now. You have a and, uh, and then I, then I canceled it out by having a donut. The <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That was the second so, half. So I'm at zero. Your first half was fantastic. Yeah. Then it, then the halftime happened. Then the second half you went donut and you. Yeah, I walked through the break. I walked through the break room and oh, there's donuts today. Yes. I'm just uh, I, I'm always impressed we uh, because there are two families uh, you know Brad the Andersons and and the Ellis's my friend George and, and Linda the family they enjoy milk so whenever and tomorrow mm-hmm. night I'm in my computer baseball league th- milk is always an option I I rarely drink it anymore except I get jealous of it when I see you have yours well and they have theirs and I thought you know what got to do more my of that. wife used to just buy the cartons but I wouldn't drink always a I would have like a glass once in a while at home. So what have you resorted to? So she buys all the groceries, and not that I don't want to. It's just I don't go grocery shopping with her because it takes her two hours, and it takes me forty five minutes. <laughs> right. So she buys those little. She buys a lot of those little bottles. She'll buy the two percent, and and then she'll buy chocolate milk, and that's what we do because usually we can. Pound down one of those without thinking twice about it. So. The uh, chocolate looks fantastic, but it is good. Uh, if you've joined us today, you're going to te- a couple things on the docket here today. Uh, the text club, and if you're brand new, it's simple how this works. Uh, the number is thirty five two seventy three five two seven zero. And and if you're not sure exactly how that is, and I'm probably not explaining this to anybody that doesn't know, but if you don't, uh, the uh, you know where you'd put maybe you know your your Mabel or, or Grandma Linda or whatever, and then instead of that too, you put three five two seven zero, and then in your message is the same as a message. That's the text club if you've ever wanted to do that, and you'll need to know that today, and not even to ask any question or answer anything other than just text and put your first name in there because we'll have maybe a number to get a hold of you because coming up before the top of the hour Derek and and Brad I've come up with something and for years for decades I used to do a thing called a pick four that we'd have uh, oh, yeah. I remember that the very popular and we'd play and maybe we'll resurrect that again <clears throat> but but I do have four questions today that are that are you know either true false or just pick a number or whatever that Brad I and Derek are going to answer, and whoever has the most right 
we'll assign Brad to one of the textures, you, Derek, to one of the textures, and me to one of the textures, and has ever got the most right of these questions, uh, and it has to deal with upcoming games, uh, will win a prize. Now, uh, the prize is yet to be determined, but we're kind of spitballing here. It, it could be uh, uh, some hockey tickets. It could be a concert pair of tickets, yes. right? Right, Brad? I mean, it appears to be, yes. We seem like we have, they're announcing shows yeah. every other day, it seems like. And, so. and we're like, and, and, and you guys are like Morgan Freeman on uh, Shawshank. You know how to get things. <laughs> right. So we have things we can get. Some, so, sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, so, yeah, twist some arms. So I really not asking you to even answer a question today. Just text in to 35270, put, you know, Bill. <laughs> fan bill or fan mary you know and and we'll select three of who we're playing for and it'll it'll, it'll all be fun you, you can wait and see it'll be good i i also uh by the way big win for the bison men's basketball team last night at portland i was following wow. that about the last uh, 10 minutes of that last night and uh they boy do they need that this is a uh a pilot's team that could that could bury a and and uh, you know they they I thought oh no poor NDSU you know they're injured a little bit and then they went out there and trying to trying to beat that team out in Portland and uh, Dave Richmond's club defended and they got a win that's a nice nice win UND in action tonight at Idaho on the fan and the boys women at at, at uh, Northern uh, Iowa tonight uh, Derek popped in about an hour ago and we were chatting about this Brad I'll throw it in and I I got some numbers here for you in the nineteen uh, twenty nineteen twenty twenty academic cycle. 4,757 football prospects entered the portal. 1,788 found a home. Okay? Wow. Not even half. 38%. Wow. In the 2021 academic cycle, 6,250 football prospects entered the portal. And 2,575 found a home. That's 40. That's about 40. 1%. Oh, yeah. If you round up. In the 21-22 academic cycle, 8,210 wow. football prospects entered the portal. This is just Division One. 30, I'm assuming, I think okay. that's Between where. Between Division One, yeah. 33-32 found a new home. Again, 41%. Wow. In the last three years, 19,217 football prospects entered the portal. 7,695 found a new home. Oh, 40%. That's exactly right. 40, 41, somewhere in that area. Uh, we were chatting earlier. Is the portal a good thing? No. <laughs> you know. Well, yes and no. I mean, I think. Let me throw another thing on the backside of that. Our coaches, what do you think the split is between concern to go to a portal to fill and or you know, uh, refurbish or recruit and develop. Where, where, where do you think the important slash percentage lies? You know, because before the portal, it was a hundred percent base. Well, not a hundred because you'd get a transfer or something like that. But, uh, but it was high that that the develop recruit and develop is the way that you build your teams. Right. Where are we today, guys? I like the graduate transfer thing because I think you got rewarded for graduating. I didn't mind going from. The FBS to the FCS because I think okay you're not going to be playing at the the big boy level but and I think coming down to that next I'd next, almost next get to the year. point where I wouldn't even mind if because I really think that the FBS should split into two two because I think it's such a I mean it's there's a yeah. long ways from Tulane to Michigan and 
George. <laughs> do we, <laughs> just, right, right. Now, and Tulane's had a great season. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Do but, we need? Because as it stood now, the the, the but, big thing for the portal, we we adjusted things to to make a seamless. Uh, yeah. Transfer without any penalty, and there are reasons for that, you know. Yeah, they, and I, you, know, you know, but now, do we need to revisit and 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 now change some things up again? I think it's you know, I think that my thing on this has been if you're going to transfer laterally from an FBS to an FBS or an FCS to an FCS, sit. I think you can do it, but I think the first year has to be no to no scholarship. Something like that. And pay your way. I think that's the only thing that's going to curb this a little bit. Because I know of a young man who most likely, and I think mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's going to be really be shocked at who this young man might be. But, <laughs> Did he play uh, in the area? He, he might be going from a certain school in the FBS to an FCS school. It's just a hunch I have. Okay. Um, this is former school. But he could have done that before. Right? Iowa I mean, mate? Yeah. I mean, he... he <laughs> Yeah, he's a down I thirty five. Is uh, there corn growing right. in that state? All right, um, go ahead. But he, I, he could have done that before. I mean, it would have right. been no different, right. you know, going from that FBS to the FCS. So I think that I, I, I'm just a little bit more uncomfortable with because we know what's going to happen here. It's going on, but it's not going on. It, there's so many layers. I mean, there's no doubt that there's there's so many. Oh, layers. you're not getting much playing time. You'd be our starting outside linebacker here, no. just across the way. I mean, that's just natural. It's going to happen. I mean, and I don't fault some of the student athletes. If you've gone to college, maybe maybe you do get there. Maybe it isn't the right fit. Maybe it's not all it cracked up to be. And even though you put the time in, maybe it just doesn't feel. And maybe they're maybe are homesick, or maybe you could play. Maybe I should have went with it. I don't begrudge that because that's a natural human thought. It, It is. It it's 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 with anything. The abuse of the ability. To me, versus the ability to to transfer without any, you know, uh, determine, you know, you, you like you said, Derek, to sit out and or lose a scholarship for a year or sit a year, uh, versus staying, sticking it out, you know, kind of kind of yeah. forging through, and then the, the 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 glorious part of of earning that that role and being part of, you know. The two sides, and again, not not every case is the same. I well, I mean, it can, you can fall in your. Who is the quarterback that was supposed to be Josh Allen before Josh Allen? That Craig Bull and Brent Vegan just tried to talk into staying, and then he said, "No, I'm going to transfer," and then he disappeared on the face oh. of the earth. I think he entered in the draft, right? And he didn't get anything. I, and, yeah. and but he was really this hot shot quarterback that Craig Bull was going to inherit, and he decided not to stay with the new coaching staff. And it really can fall on your face. Yeah, I think Russell Wilson was the model for doing it, you know, the graduate transfer thing, right? Where you go from NC State mm-hmm. to Wisconsin, and before you know it, you're going to Hall of Fame quarterback in the NFL. But I think, to your point on the percentages, they're, a lot of these things are not working out, right? Right. And, and yeah, it's, the it's grass isn't always greener. guaranteed greener. And, I mean, over 19,000 fellows in the last seems years. there's <laughs> It seems there's a lot of knee-jerk reactions. Because I think of the three... The, the three that just left NDSU. Mm-hmm. Um, one in Ganella had, you know, I think has maybe had some other aspirations. You know, he's sure. been hurt. signed out of high school baseball. Yeah, you know, he, guys, he, guys, he, he can probably go play baseball. Maybe that's where that's where his path takes him. Um, Siegel has gotten some offers. Maybe he just thinks there's, you know, or maybe he maybe he kind of heard some whispers and say, hey, you can come here and we can play right. right. So he got right. some offers. Could be. DJ Hart was just like here's a guy that was starting to get a lot of touches and right. it was starting to be a you know more of a you know I'll say a focal point but more involved in the offense and all of a sudden he's gone. Yeah, 
and special teams yeah, a little bit. Right. Yeah, yeah, oh. you're right. I, I uh, yeah, and, and not not to be outdone, North Dakota's last uh, you know, been some linebackers here, yeah. that have that have entered it. So again, I, I don't know. We we've certainly have made it easier for that thought to creep in, and then to act on it, and then from there on, I don't know what's going on. Our, our other you know, is is it friends? Is it other people coming in saying, "Look, you should transfer here because you know you, you'd play right. You'd, you're a great fit for us." Yeah. So, mm-hmm. You know, there, obviously, there's a lot of whispers and right. ears and little birdies in the ear. There's a lot of that going on, but we've opened that up because we opened it up without really any anything other than making it easy for you to do. So, well, this goes back to what I've said for what over a year now. And it's part of the the lack of leadership by Mark Emmert and the presidents and everyone who was, you know, because the college presidents, I mean, they are kind of the puppet master of the NCAA, whether you want to admit or not, because the NCAA doesn't exist if the colleges don't want to be a part, right? I mean, it's, it's like yep. they're more or less like the lawyer for, hey, if you don't treat me right, you're going to get fired, right. right? So they're they're acting like they're on retainer most of the time. But when they did not look at the Olympics in the 80s and say, you know what, we can still have a good product here. We just got to take care of what's becoming too big. It's It's went from a million-dollar business to a billion-dollar business with all the bowls and college football, you know, expanding TV everywhere. You know, Because TV was so limited, and they did that to themselves for whatever reason, the 70s and 80s. And when they lifted the CFA, it exploded, right? And a lot of it had to do with NBC grabbing Notre Dame. And like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Uh, and, then, and then the conferences, well, Florida State's going, we better get in a conference. Miami's like, we got to get in a conference. We can't be independent anymore. And then you had the NCAA tournament becoming the NCAA tournament in the 80s. And uh, well, we're just, they're just student athletes. Hey, who are we kidding anymore? I mean, when the fat when UNLV and the Fab Four came along, Fab Five came along, oh. that had to change, and it was right there in front of you because Larry Johnson and Chris Weber during that time were maybe two of the biggest names in basketball, yeah. not named Bird, Jordan, or Magic. <laughs> Grandma Ma and, and and Webb, yeah. But yeah. even before that, Stacy Ogman was a household oh. name. Come on. I mean, Chris Weber and. You know, Jalen Rose. Rose were household names more than 95% of the NBA. And when that tells you, we got to do something about this, and they didn't do it, and they drugged their feet, and then lawyers got involved, and here we are, because they they did not ease into it the way the Olympics did. And now we it's just the wild, wild west. It, 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 the cat's out. And I don't know if you collect those cows or the cows are out of the barn, however you want to say it. They needed to drop the name, image, and likeness thing. They needed to ease that in. In the early 90s. How about, uh, you know, it's coincidental, you know, on this date, the Missouri Valley Football Conference announcing its scholar athlete team, by the way. So really, congratulations to to the guys that that, that made that. I know for uh, North Dakota State, James Kayser on that first team on the academic scholar athlete team for North Dakota, Tyler Hoosman on the uh, the first team on that. Second team loaded up. So we, we highlight these. Ben McNamo from North Dakota, punter Cade Peterson, Tommy Schuster, Luke Wirtz from North Dakota State, Caden White. Uh, from uh, North Dakota, Adam Zavolny on the second team from North Dakota, and then a bunch of honorable mentions. So that's really where it is. And I know within a couple of minutes we're going to bring on Eric Hagerty, by the way, because Jamestown's volleyball team is going for a national title tonight. But Derek and, and Brad, here's the other thing that Dean Armour chat about Brad, is is now the bowl games are set. You know, here we got all these bowl games. I got all the lists here. And then you start finding out in the in the final four, of the players that are, are foregoing their bowl. Wow. <laughs> it's like It's not just for NDSU. Right, you know, right. I mean, when it could happen to how about that Ohio State? I mean, how about that? The chance to play for a yeah, right? Chance to play. Well, and there was a day 
FBS National I mean, Championship. You know, Mel Kuyper used to say the Bulls have gotten a lot of guys jumped up in the draft, right? I mean, oh, absolutely. I, I mean, you think about. I watched a lot of JV, Jadavian Clowney, but you know that hit on that Michigan kid and what the Citrus Bowl way back when. I mean, that put him up to the number one spot, even though he dominated most everyone he played anyway back in the college days. But just think of what that means that these guys don't want to showcase their talents on these bigger stages, especially the the semifinals of the college football playoff. My goodness. Uh, it is uh, it's a lot of stuff to chat about uh, today on that. As I mentioned, a big night tonight, speaking of college, at the Tyson Event Center in, in Sioux City, which, by the way, we talk about the rich venues in our neck of the woods and Sioux Falls having so many tournaments with the Pentagon and various venues on that. That Tyson Event Center in Sioux City, Iowa. No, the NAI makes a living I, there. I mean, they're like national <laughs> basketball. Yeah. And ball, yeah, they're doing just fine. That's not far from the Floyd River. Been there, seen it. There's a Perkins down the block, too, not I think. Not as far yeah. from the Floyd River. Yeah. Well, I suppose, I suppose that's not a selling point. <laughs> I don't think that's on it's their convention really, uh, and visitors. Yeah, they don't think that's a real sticking point here in, uh, come on, come on in Sioux City. Come on down. to the Floyd River. <laughs> that came out all wrong. Uh, you're done watching the Explorers and the Musketeers. Just uh, <laughs> go for a canoe ride. <laughs> text, uh, by the way, in the text club at 35270, just text your first name in if you want, and maybe initial of your last name. We'll, we'll get your stuff. And and uh, here's the here's the four questions today, by the way, D and, and Brad. You know, greater number, Bison rushing yards versus Samford, or Bison total points times 10, things like that. That's what we're going to have to answer here coming up around the corner. Right. Talk a little volleyball first serve tonight around 7 o'clock here at Hagerly. Boy, Callie's been doing it in Jamestown. If your name's Holen, you've, you've performed fairly well in this national tournament. That next right here on 740, The Fan. In case you haven't and hopefully you have, but in case you haven't noticed, the University of Jamestown, and I had three sisters that went Jamestown. I'm jimmied up is what I am. I'm at the University of Jamestown, great college, great institution, and, uh, and obviously successful in many different sports. And to our folks in Jamestown around the region, in case you haven't noticed, that volleyball team has uh, been playing some really good volleyball. And uh, they, they defeating Midland yesterday in five sets, and now have advanced to the national uh, tournament uh, title game tonight. And we're going to find out more about that. And, and I was telling Eric Offair, my, my go-to volleyball people, many of them are the Haggerleys. You know, if it's not Chris Coase, who's also a volleyball junkie, it's the Haggerleys because volleyball is a big part of their life. And, and Eric joins us here, I don't know, as a dad or as an analyst uh, or as a player, but Eric joins us today from Sioux City as that team is ready to go. Hi, Eric. How you doing today, bud? I'm doing great, Zach. Thanks for uh, letting me have this opportunity. Oh, uh, you bet. It, uh, you know, so Midland, describe, by the way, the, the obviously Jamestown's on a nice run, and we'll get to tonight's match. Uh, but these ladies are, are stringing wins together, and they have obviously found a little rhythm, but I'm sure it hasn't been easy. And uh, having a brother coaching there, you know, it's a family affair, it's a college affair. But take us through the team a little bit, Eric, and get us up to speed, you know, on how the year has progressed and obviously the national tournament here. Yeah, no problem, and, and I'll try not to get too lengthy, and so cut me off when you need to. Yeah, <laughs> but right. it's been it's been a blast. Um, my daughter's fortunate to be on this team for three years now, and we were looking it up, talking about it last night. Their record in three years has been 101 wins and five losses. Wow! So 
They've experienced this is the fourth year in a row there in the final four. The Holin sisters from the Moore, uh, and that group that were there, they were there a year, so four years, 140 wins and nine losses. So they are used to being on the winning end of, of you know, upwards of 97% or something uh, of, of their games. But, you know, we lost uh, uh, some really good seniors last year, and I was talking to John, my brother, my twin brother, the head coach, mm-hmm. um, and – he said uh, when when they had their first players meeting this year, uh, he he told the team that if they could get in the top five of the conference, that would really be a successful year in his in his eyes. So they have far exceeded those expectations. And he did say the Holen sisters, as well as my my daughter Callie, right. uh, who's a senior, looked at him and just said that we're we're going for a national championship. And John just said we got to be realistic and you know <laughs> let's just take. They lost their first match right out of the gate, which. I don't, it hasn't happened in probably 10 years. Um, and then they won, put together, I think, 30-some wins, lost another one uh, in the conference. And Midland, of all teams, the team that we beat in five last night to, to get to the national championship. So so it's been uh, kind of playing a little bit with house money, it kind of seems like. Sure. Maybe. But, but you know what? You just can never count these kids out. And the cool part about it is it's mostly uh, almost all local talent that kind of got overlooked maybe or – Maybe didn't have the size or whatever, but they put together on an amazing run and uh, an amazing team. So it's Eric, been a blast. Eric's nailed it. And Brad, you're familiar with these two as a broadcaster that has done a lot of these names. When when Eric's talking about local talent, I mean, Jamestown, Lamore, Langdon, Marshall, Minnesota, Carrington, yep. Fargo Davies, the buyer girl from Fray, uh, the Oswald yep. girl from Frazee, for goodness sakes, Peyton yep. Wilson from Glendon. I mean, what, yep, obviously Cali, Cali and West Fargo. I mean, I mean, you name Medina. You know, yeah. Jamestown, Grace, obviously Grace. You're nice. I mean, that that's pretty cool stuff, Eric. It is, and it's funny. You, you, we were talking again last night as parents, and, you know, you, you look at our kids, and you look at some of the, the, other, the other opponents that walk out on the field, or on the, uh, on the field, I'm thinking <laughs> of football. Still right. a little football mind here, but right, uh, right. out on the court. And, um, you know, it's just I don't think we, you know, the, the old eye test, um, I imagine some teams look, say they're from North Dakota. I've never heard of any of these towns. They, we don't have anyone super huge at all. We were usually oversi- uh, undersized. But the defense that these kids play and the grit and the work ethic uh, and the love they have for each other is just, just really unmatched uh, from what I've ever seen. And, of course, I have skin in the game. But from an outsider's, try to be objective as possible. And it's amazing what these, have, these kids have done with, with, with where they've come from and, and the opportunities that they might not have that some other kids do in some bigger cities. So it's been a blast. Eric Hagerly joining us today. And, 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 Brad, certainly if you want to jump in on this, too. I do know this. I heard you say, Eric, you lost a, a match to Midland back in October. Since then, Jamestown has, has strung 18 straight, and 11 of those 18 I, I saw were, were absolute sweeps. And so now here you are last night matched up against Midland again. And any time I see, you know, 3-2, something that goes five sets, obviously the, the, there's – Brad, you've done enough volleyball. Derek, you've seen enough volleyball. You know when she's a 3-2, you know that there's a story somewhere involved where there was a string of points or you rallied well, from behind. Right, Eric? So I'm assuming some of that happened last night too. Absolutely. And, you know, you, you, you've nailed it on the head. I think um, – you know the other teams, obviously, especially at this level now, and when and with these teams that are here, they do their homework, and, and unlike no other teams, but they they uh, identify who usually the strong, um, you know, who the strong points are, and so they took out a couple of our uh, the other people that are the kids that have have been pretty dominant. Sure. And it's a matter of then who's going to step up, and 
and, and you kind of alluded to Langdon, Lexi Olson. She, in the middle of, I think, second, was it the second set? She, third, I'm sorry, third set. So we lost the first one, won the second, and the third. It was back and forth, and we're thinking, gosh, they're really, they're really blocking our outsides and our right side, and, I mean, they're really keying on them. She had, I've never seen this, four solo blocks in a row for wow. four points. I mean, and it was one-on-one, straight down. The gym was just erupting. You know, you do one or two, and that's a huge momentum changer. But then you go three, and then you do four, and then their hitters kind of got out of sorts and started tipping the ball because they didn't want to get blocked. And it, it just changed, seemed to change the whole dimension of the match at that point. So then that's been the beauty of this team. It's, it, it's, such a, it's been such a team effort. They don't rely on one kid or two. It's, it's when someone's down and not having the greatest or the opposition is taking them out, other kids step up. It's just been – and the cool part also, and I'll, I'll leave it with this, we leave you with this, is that they, they genuinely want to see – uh, their teammates be successful. It's not a show. It's it's genuine. Um, there, you know, Callie's happy happy that if someone ends up with five fifty kills and she has two, hey, we got the W. It doesn't matter, and vice versa. And it's just been a, a pleasure to watch. You had a number so, of number of girls on the GPAC All Conference. Your daughter was Player of the Year. I think Ellie Holden, if I'm not mistaken, was maybe Libero of the Year. Correct. Okay, yep. so that that's 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 good on that. Hey, by the way, and since we got a little volleyball talk and James on an accident, I'll have you kind of give us a little precursor and we'll let you get to your <laughs> mid morning brunch off the Floyd River in a second here. <laughs> but uh, but but was it South Dakota the video that that went just insane? That one of the one of the points was it a South Dakota back row player that went diving over a table that I saw on a video the other day? Uh, they were playing South Dakota. Or they were playing South Dakota. Eric, did you see that? I think that was Houston, yeah. Yes, Houston um, and South Dakota. Yeah, and it, 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 yeah, yeah, and, and it was just amazing, the effort that these kids. In fact, one of our players, well, happened to be Callie yesterday, she she ran into the post by the referee face first going for a ball. Oh. And it's, just, it's just, you know, so you sit there and she laid on the ground for a second and you know, the gym's quiet and you see stuff like that. And just the effort that these kids and what it means to them is just, it's unparalleled. And, and in fact, going back to that exact match, I had a, so there's a, a, a girl that plays for South Dakota. I can't remember first, Elizabeth Junkie. Is her, yeah. her oh, last yeah. Name. yeah. I played with her dad for several years. He went, he was a big time division one player and was a beach player as well. And long, many years ago, but so I had a keen interest in me watching her for years. And in fact, she led the country in any division and, and killed. Um, it's been all American every year she's been at USD, whatever. So, but she, uh, you know, I don't know if you know, she, she went down in that match too and blew her knee out and it was just awful. And just, I mean, it's, it's just amazing to see athleticism, you know, for folks who haven't really watched, um, you know, top level right. or even any level volleyball these days, it's changed from even in the last five years. I mean, it's, it's actually, it's, it's, it's fun brand to watch. And these kids are, they're just faster, bigger, taller, stronger it's just, and have more desire so it's it seems to be a, a better brand and, and it's been enjoyable to watch so. it is uh, it's it's great to hear eric uh, chat about it we'll get in here's this is going to be such a it's a small world north dakota by the way story you mentioned the yankee girl junkie for the girls is that how you pronounce it yankee or junkie uh, junkie, yep. Junkie. junkie. I'm on a plane coming back from a UND basketball trip, and on a plane, and the woman sitting next to me, I was sharing like a tissue or a hand wipe. It was during the years, and we started chatting, and she goes, oh, I'm going up to the Northern Plains. I'm going to watch my my granddaughter play volleyball. She's pretty good. Oh. And so I, I, by the time I asked who she was and where she plays for, she said, oh, University of South Dakota. I went, well, 
They've got a good team. Who is it? And it was her. <laughs> no <laughs> was like, way. Oh my God, that's a small world, isn't it, Eric? I guarantee Because I looked at her and went, oh, she's been player of the week like the last three weeks in the oh. Summit League. So, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, she is yeah, pretty player good. of the year since she's been a freshman. Right. The whole deal. It, it is a small world. But this one, you know, the Midwest has some really, as you know, and your daughters, they're fantastic right. as well. And, I mean, we got some really good talent, and, and the talent level is growing and opportunities are growing. So, it's a it's a fun brand and it's a it's a fun game to watch in, in my opinion. But you know that's that's just me. No, you're all over, baby. Uh, Seven o'clock tonight. So what do we know? Corbin College sounds like a private school in Oregon. Yeah, it is. There, they <laughs> there's real. I was talking to John. He watched two hours of film already this morning, and he uh, <laughs> that was at yeah, five a.m. But he uh, the, the, no weaknesses. I mean, we what we did watch him yesterday in the semi, and they that's why I asked him. I said, well, they, where's their weakness? They got two outsides. That are going to be all Americans, six-two uh, outside hitters that are super athletic. The, the second one, so not even the super dominant one, had 26 kills in their game in their match yesterday. So, for those who don't know, that that's incredible. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, division division one talent all over. I mean, with the transfer portal, everything else. I mean, at this level again, the teams that get to this this point is is uh, there's there's a lot of talent on the court. So that's what we know about them. They're they're battle tested. They don't seem to have uh, physically that, that, that it's, they're probably going to, we might be a little outmatched and for sure size wise, but um, you know, if we can, we try to serve tough and get them out of their system a little bit and maybe they don't have those attackers. We can neutralize a little bit. That's kind of, I think going to be the game plan. And, and it always is for Jamestown and then play outstanding defense and, and just, uh, you know, play your hearts out. So. Pulling for the Jimmies, man. Uh, yeah, last night, Callie Hagerly, 15 kills, 26 assists. Anna Holland had 14 kills and 24 digs. And, and Ellie Holland had 30 digs last night. 7 o'clock tonight. And, Eric, before we let you go, I think ESPN3? I, I, Correct. Is that right? Yep. All yep. Right. ESPN3, you'll have it on. So check it out. We'd love to have you pulling for the Jimmies, Jimmy Nation. I know they got a big charter bus or two coming down from the college. And we had about 250 people here yesterday. So should be a fun environment. We hope uh, – we can bring it. So that's go good. Jimmy. That's great stuff. I'm glad I reached out and you had some time today to kind of break that down for us. And uh, best of luck. You know that uh, that we're all cheering for you uh, down there tonight at the Tyson Event Center. Eric, we'll be in touch and maybe catch up with you on the flip side as well. Okay. Anytime, Jack. Thanks so much. Have a great day and go, Jimmy. Okay, thanks, thanks buddy. Eric Hagerly joining us today on the Jack Michael Show. There's the scene, Brad. It's a big deal, and Derek. You know, this is we've been all geared up. We've been Barnesville up and DGF'd up and Pep Bowl and all that kind of stuff. Here's a college. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> this is this is it tonight. We are the champions. Well, I was looking at the G Pack schedule, and I know they they took a share of grief for leaving. Um, leave, Star, leaving whatever, the North yeah. Star and going to the G Pack is going to be more travel and all this stuff. But boy, they uh, a lot of ranked teams, at least from the volleyball standpoint, a lot of ranked teams that they had to uh, go through just to through conference play uh, before they got down to uh, Sioux City. They've been down just there, and they've been down there like over a week now. Eric sounds like he's been like reside yeah, like, like they pretty it, much. Of, yeah, it's, it's pretty much getting his getting his. Or- Getting Early his mail, in City. yeah, <laughs> right, right. Getting Boy, his really. mail at the Holiday Inn Express in Sioux City. There, yeah. it's uh, someone's been going there since the mid '90s uh, for <laughs> baseball. I, I got uh, some favorite stopping points there, but it is good. And to put that in perspective, I'm glad Eric came on because this, you, it's one of those things you can't throw an NAIA or D3 or MIAC. Those are just labels of conferences and you know levels. It doesn't really until you peel the onion back. 
and look at some of these athletes. He's right. They're they're D one kids that are playing at that level. Yeah. Obviously, right, Brad. I mean, yeah. that, 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 you can't just stereotype junior college football. You can't just stereotype some of the guys in basketball that, that you've seen over the yes, years. Very oh, true. That's that's a yeah. That's no that's they, coaches. They get it. They understand. Whew. When we come back, four major questions asked to Brad, to Derek, to Jack. That we'll each answer. And we're playing for somebody out there. We're playing for you if you text in your name to 35270. And whoever wins between Derek, Brad, and Jack, whoever we assign those those names to, will get a fabulous prize or fabulous prizes. Could be concert tickets. It could be sporting tickets. And uh, we'll let you know. So text in your name. And first, that should be last if you want. But 35270. We'll choose a name. We'll assign it to Brad, Derek, and Jack. And that's who we get to play for today. I thought it'd be fun. It's a Tuesday edition. Jack Michael Show on 740 The Fan. Who uh, actually was a very good wrestler. People don't realize that he yeah. was. Right. He was a, uh, but so yeah, and a lot of his uh, friends with the coaching staff, obviously, there. So if they were to take down the Gophers, obviously that's large, uh, and, and another would be another notch in the belt. I'm not shocked when I see an issue wrestling though play with some of these major schools. Well, they upset Nebraska, which was a huge win yeah. for them. I mean, the Big Ten, are, you know, is, I mean, I, I don't think that the Big Twelve wants to get. You know, give them anything, obviously, but because uh, Oklahoma State's got the most national championships in the history of D one wrestling, but the Big Ten's got Iowa and Penn State, and then mm-hmm. everyone else. So I mean, and so it's and so yeah, it's uh, it's quite a if you can beat Big Ten teams, that is really something. And really, to show what the Gophers have been, and they've had two of the biggest names in wrestling ever with Brock Lesnar and then Gabe Stevens, without question, with Stevenson. So and uh, you know, then you got. Them coming to town as number thirteen and you're number fifteen. This is that's large. pretty. That's pretty rarefied air there. That's, that's, the, the unf- that's un- it's kind of unheralded for what we talk about with NDSU athletics. Right. Really. This is a, like a like a wow. This is you should be there. The problem and unfortunately is that the schedule is going to sink up up against football. Yeah, it's a shame. Well, I think Friday they thought night. of it. They haven't had this quarterfinal game on Friday night. You know, they've had the semifinals on no, Friday. No, it's all—it's always been—they've always Saturday. been reserved for 11 a.m. Saturday. It seems yeah, like. so they're—I think they're a little bummed about that. But here's a little game we're playing, and like I said, we 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 have our hands on uh, concert tickets and and various things and and, and tickets. So what we're going to do is that we've got a, a lot of people that have texted in. Uh, so Brad, you run it through a, a, a random generator over there, and then yep. find a name. So, uh, who are you going to assign to you? To, can you pick one for you? I and... will go with. I will take. Okay. Ryan B. Ryan. Brian. Brian B. B. Okay, so let me put my name next to Brian. Brian B. Goes. All to All right. Brad. Uh, let's see. For you, Jack, we'll okay. do. Okay, Jack. Bump, 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 bump. Let's random go generator. With... We will go with uh, Greg A. Greg A to Jack. Derek uh, is playing for... And for Derek, Derek. uh, we will do Shannon W. Shannon Mm. W for Derek. So you're playing for Brian. I'm playing for Greg. Uh, Derek, you're playing for Shannon. Uh, The one that... And by the way... If if some of us or all of us tie as far as our mm-hmm. record, mm-hmm. then then Brian and and Greg and Shannon all win. Yes, that'd be fine. That's good for them. We'll make it work. And we just secluded almost ninety seven percent of our audience except for three. <laughs> <laughs> Here are the question. Feel free to play at home. You can play this at home with your own. Here's the deal. Last four questions, uh, and 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 we'll each give a response. Uh, Brad, we'll start with you, and then Derek and then I'll jump in. Okay. 
Greater number, Bison rushing yards versus Samford, or Bison total points scored times 10? How many yards did they just rush for, by the way, against the— 453. Okay. (laughs) So, Bison rushing yards versus Samford, or Bison total points scored times 10. Interesting. Mm. Which one you going, Brad? Times 10. You're really so 35 points scored. That'd be 350. Are they going to rush for 350? You know, that I'm going to go with rushing yards. You're going to go rushing yards. I'm going, I'm, I'm staying where the iron's hot. Yeah. Okay. Derek? Yeah, I'll go with rushing yards too. Just in the thought that if you rush the ball out, you may not score as much. This is true. And they're probably going to have to do that because Sanford wants to go tempo and just run up and down the this, field. This could either be a possession, possession. I mean, uh, like. Samford could be clicking and just get a whole bunch of possessions and score and score and score. If NDSU falls behind, do they have to go to the air a little bit more? Or do they have to count on the run? Or is it going to be NDSU dictates their will between behind that offensive line, which you guys seem to be going with? I think that smells right. Greg, uh, I'm playing for Greg. I'm going to go rush yards, too. So let's, let's go uh, trifecta there. Derek, how about you start number two? Samford at NDSU. Bill and Mary, as Brad likes to say, William and Mary at Montana State, Incarnate Word at Sacramento State, Holy Cross at South Dakota State. If there's been any precedent set in this year's FCS playoffs, how many, true or false, all four home teams will win this weekend in the FCS playoffs? I'm going to say false. You're going false. Because I watched them scratch and claw against Richmond, and I think Sac State may go down, and it's mainly because, and I'm saying this with all due respect, mm-hmm. the football gods really like this team in North Fargo. <laughs> because Oh, I see where you're going. Because what's going to happen? They'll end up, on, they'll on end the, up yeah. in a semifinal yeah, home playoff game. Home game. Yeah, you're so. playing for Shannon. She probably went, that's pretty good, or he, yeah, right, whichever yeah. way they yeah. I will go. Well, Derek went false. I, I'm going to go trend on this one. Uh, the gentleman I'm playing for, Greg, follow me on this. I, I'm going to go trend on this one. I love your theory, Derek. I loved your angle on that. But I think the old Hornet Stadium will be buzzing down there. And I'm going to go true. I'm going to take every home team will win in the quarterfinals. Brad? I want to say false for the reasons that Derek brought up. Because, yeah, Sacramento State, they are like, there's a lot of similarities to the 2022 Vikings. They've had a lot of games like that. <laughs> yep. Um. But I will go true. I just don't trust Incarnate Word enough. So I'm gonna go, You're going to go true? I think, yeah, I don't think Bill and Mary has a chance in Bozeman. Uh, nor does Holy Cross and Brookings. Um, I think the Bison will win. We certainly have singled out the game. That yeah. Oh, yeah. That it's it's all about that game. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, I, there's, I, I know Incarnate Word can score a ton of points, but I don't. I don't trust him enough, so I'm going to say true. He dropped like 68 on uh, what Southern, so, Southern very early, <laughs> early in the, the year. Yes. Yeah. All right, so you're staying chalk on that. Yeah, I will stay chalk. All um, right, I'll, I'll uh, go question three first. Greater number, Kirk Cousins' uniform number, or margin of victory for the uh, for the Vikings Lions game? You don't have to pick Vikings Lions. Just a oh. greater number, Kirk Cousins' number. That's interesting. Or the margin of victory in the Vikings Lions games without having to choose. That so cousins wears eight. I'm going to. I think the the easy go to here is margin, but I don't. I'm going to go margin of victory is a greater number. Brad, uh margin. You're going margin. Yeah, I I, I 
the Lions are better than their record shows. Should have beat the Vikings the first time in Minneapolis. Uh, and, yeah. I, yeah, You think this could be the, a 10-point 10, 10 10 game the, or something? Nah, I'm... 14? 17? No, I'm gonna change. I'm changing my answer. I'm gonna go with Kirk. <laughs> Somewhere Brian B is going. Brad, yeah. stick with your instinct. No, I'm, no, I'm going with Kirk. You're going with Kirk's number. Yeah, I just. Number. Yeah, I just think I. That for some reason, this Vikings team just can't do things the easy way. I'm curious, Derek. Greater number: Kirk Cousins' uniform number or margin of victory in Sunday's game? Yeah, I'll game. go with Kirk Cousins' uh, uniform number. She's tight. Up. I she, see what I've. Yeah. Well, I just. I can't see the Lions blowing out the. Vikings and the Vikings just don't want to blow out teams, so that's what's going to happen. It's funny. I, I've just almost contradicted some of my logic on my earlier question because I am uh, I took the uh, true on all four home teams because that's how the FCS is trending. So I thought, okay, I'm gonna, I'm going to stay with that. Yet, what's I, I went uh, margin of victory here, but if you follow Vikings football, the the, the trend has been tight, oh. tight games. So that's how that rolls. But I'm going to stay with margin. You two can go with Kirk's uniform number. Final question. Highest number. Derek gets to start this off. Highest number. Points scored by the Packers this weekend, the Green Bay Packers. Defensive touchdown scored by North Dakota State Friday night. Or wins by UND Hockey at Western Michigan this weekend. P.S. The Packers are on a bye week. So (laughs) that number is zero. But will the other two? Be, well, I guess they're going to be negative. So, I mean, by the way, again, any any right is all right. So, I mean, whichever you pick. Derek, highest number of those three. Thoughts. Oh, my goodness. That's tough. I got to think that UND hockey, they got to get on the plane. Maybe that'll be good for them. They got to fix this. Because it's a mess right now. So, and not an easy house, right? And at Western, like, this no. one's not going to be an easy. No. Not at all. No. Tough question. Well, Derek's really locked in. Yeah. No, I'm You're going, going hockey? I'm going to UND hockey. Okay. Because they have to. Yeah. <laughs> they just have to. My fear is that I, I would go UND hockey because that, that seems like that would be the – and NDSU gets like two picks and a fumble recovery. Yeah, that's... gets like three scores <laughs> to go with their 300. You know, that's my fear of getting this wrong. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Right. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Dang it. I did it to myself this time. I'm going to go UND hockey also. I think this is a massive uh, need to bounce back weekend, but I, I do fear the fact, Brad, that, that NDSU might even add some. Because you said earlier, Sanford's probably going to, you know, they're going to have that ball right. out. It's going to be quick. There's going to be, you know. And des- despite this, people saying this is not a great NDSU defense, and they certainly have uh, they have some flaws. Mm-hmm. They still have like six defensive players with a touchdown. Now I think one of them came so, in a one of them came in a. I think Dawson Weber's came in a block field goal because I because when Wisniewski or Wisniewski recovered that fumble against Montana, and and I I had to double check with Ryan Peralt. The uh, right the uh, the SID and I said because that five is that like five defensive I think it was five fumble recovery for touchdowns like yeah I guess it is so that, we're counting them up so but I think Mostard has one Price has one Seagull he's gone now but yeah. Talbert Dawson Weber I think I want to say Weber's was on a block field goal if I remember right and Wisniewski last week so, I wrote this question so I'm gonna go I'm gonna take India shoot okay I wrote this question with a gut instinct that 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 could happen that that might be the case I, that's you what I say there's, there's there's a recipe that 
there's a recipe in there that they're a team that's going to probably well we'll see because it kind of depends on who play court, court, bleh, who quarterback, plays quarterback right. for Samford because the the starters dinged up a little bit, but uh, but I think there's certainly a recipe for that um, that that could happen. We have we have good job, fellas. We we we've mixed it up enough where where we'll see what happens. Uh, now we get a paper to correct by the time the weekend is over. This is good. So good luck to our our, our contestants, I guess, if you will. Brian B pulling for Brad, Greg A pulling for Jack, Shannon pulling for Derek. We'll see what happens on that. Did you guys watch Dion's? I, I got a message out to uh, to Boulder to our good buddy Mark because the buzz in in Colorado <laughs> took a. Did you see well, Dion sit down yesterday? It was incredible. Portions of it, yeah. Yeah, he was a, again just uh, this this dude is winning already uh, to me. Now, was of course the sign when he had his son stand up and say, "There's your quarterback," and then, then he came back right away with, "He's gonna have to earn it." But you know, Shadur is uh, is wow. the guy, <laughs> and I'd imagine that uh, yeah, I think his daughter was there. He's got a daughter that's gonna be playing basketball at Jackson State, and he had his son stand up and he just kind of pointed to the press went, "There's your quarterback." For Colorado, and they go, well, you're going to have to earn that, though. you got to figure that the Denver area has got to be a powder keg for NIL with oh, Deion Sanders there, don't you? Alive. I think that's a – yeah, with with Colorado and the Denver market, I think that's a – that's, I would say, a sleeping giant, but a giant that could be uh, awoken uh, up again. Mm-hmm. The uh, last time I docked it, I didn't get to, did I see where Rocco Baldelli had, uh, had spent about a – Ten-hour lunch with with Correa. I uh, happened to flip on the TV last night when I got home, and the uh, uh, Kevin Millar and I forget the other guy on MLB Network, and yep. I caught the tail end of a conversation with Rocco. Oh, it's yeah. So he, yes, obviously um, they're trying. Oh, I think I've yeah. heard some things like ten-year deals, you know, and full wow. no trades, and all of this to no. for Correa. Right, Brad? Did you? Yeah, some well, of that stuff is leaking. I think out. they're trying to. Yeah, they're trying to be as creative as as possible, and. I was talking with some people yesterday before Matt Ensis' press conference, and somebody brought up Trey Turner because he got the 11-year deal. Yep, yep got the nice uh, 11 year 290, I think it was. <laughs> that's the deal. Pretty good work. Okay, so what does, that, what does that mean with Correa? And somebody brought up the idea, how long can the Twins wait? I mean, because they've got a big pile of money out there that's open. Um, can, you sit, can you sit and wait for him well, to make a decision? New, and so I'm going to be quite honest with you. If they sign him and let Luis Arise go and trade, I understand that he's the only mm-hmm. leverage you really have for getting pitching, but he just won the American League batting Saturday title. Trade, I, yeah. I, right. What are we doing here? I mean, I just. Well, here's, I'm going to flip the question. Would a team trade a number one starter for a guy who's a great hitter? We have nowhere to put him. But he's a player without a position. And yeah. you could plug him in, a plug in guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does that mean? Like for the ultimate. But my question to that, too, is who's the Twins' DH? <laughs> Right, that's a good question. I don't know. So there's your position for him. If he can't play anywhere, can say, and he can play somewhere if you need him to. Sure. There's still a designated hitter in all, with all the teams now, right? I mean, you yes. need to have one, and it does, they all don't need to look like you know Edgar Martinez or I mean, well, they actually look more like that or a, a Suzuki. Or They've something. never, yeah. I mean, other than maybe Nelson Cruz and maybe for Jim, Jim Tomey for a couple of years, they've never really had the true no. DH. So just let him DH. I mean, that's a pretty big play in, in yeah. Major League Baseball right now. I mean, I don't, I don't get it. It's weird. <sighs> I know that that it won't be for lack of trying to get Correa. Obviously, I mean that that. Uh, well, what are you going to sign him for? I mean, does he he worth over thirty five? What he made last year for what he gave? I just. Well, I mean, it, if Trey Turner didn't even get, he got eleven years and not even that amount of money. Yeah, I mean that's. 
I, I'd agree with you. Yeah. I, 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 every, every, it just seems like in recent years we've went to injury excuses, and there could be used as an you know, and you know, we've had years where the Twins were, you know, where they made moves, but injuries happened. So now it's like, how can you it, totally uh, evaluate what Minnesota yeah. is capable of? Then we went, okay, uh, you don't, you don't have a number one starter. You, you're kind of playing with a bunch of twos and threes or threes and fours. So we're lacking that, but but the bullpen's good. And then it's like, okay, then down to the gate, we you traded, <laughs> you traded your back end guy, and you got this thing going. But then he got injured. And he got injured. So it's like I'd love to see a year where everything that you had in place, including right. major money to guys like Correa, fits, so we can evaluate honestly. And now you're right. like, well, now I'm with you, Derek. I'm like, why would you give ten years though? Hey, isn't there some other better way to? Yeah, it's one thing. It's good hot stove though. Twins are coming, by the way. We have twin stove. Yeah, I mean, January is coming up. Twins winter caravan coming yeah. up. <clears throat> January 25th, I believe, is the uh, preliminary date. What's the temperature going to be like that outside? Well, it's usually 40 below wind chills. <laughs> like Absolutely. You, uh, when you're pulling in boxes that set up the venue. Yeah. It's not really welcome all their young <laughs> players who flew in from Latin America. <laughs> Luis Arise <laughs> being one of them that, that popped in last right. time. Uh, thanks to Eric Hagerly joining us today. Good luck to our contestants today. I hope you win fabulous prizes. Good luck to Derek, Brad, and Jack, by the way. On that. Stick around. Common Man is coming up next right here on 740 The Fan.